Jenna Beckworth. There we go. Here we go. Let's get this start. So, Jenna, I, I'm really interested in you. I mean, like, I've talked to a lot of people, I guess. I don't know. I love fitness and athletes and all that. So, can you, like, tell us, like, what your journey was like and how did you get to this point? My God, it's, it's, a, long, it's a long story. Well, this is a podcast. This will go forever. Yeah, yeah. I started, like, four years ago. Um Cutting a really, really long story short, I was in a really, really bad relationship um, and found out, I was living with my partner at the time and I found out he was having an affair. Um, anyway, left my partner and you know sometimes you just have to do those things where you kind of do your soul searching and all of that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did this bit of soul searching and just kind of looked at myself and didn't really like what I'd kind of, we led, we led like a bit of a rugby lifestyle when we were together. So obviously it's all the drinking, it's the eating out every single weekend. And I just didn't like kind of how, I've always been into fitness my whole life. You know, I've played sports, um, I've done football, I've, I've done athletics. Um, so I've been really fit and I got really, really unfit. Um, mm. And so I just decided to start looking after myself a little bit more. Um, and yeah, just started on this like little fitness journey to be happier and become more confident and, you know, like just boost my self-esteem and feel good about myself as a woman because I kind of, I, I felt like because of the stuff that happened in my relationship, I, you, you could blame yourself, I think, because, you know, everybody does, whoever's gone through stuff like that. And I kind of felt like it was my my body image and the way I was is what kind of caused that. So I just wanted to make sure I was the happiest I could be within myself um, and I loved myself first before then I decided to venture on into another relationship and um, love somebody else, if that makes sense, and have someone else love me. So that started, like, I got into fitness four years ago now. Um, and I did no exercise for about three years um, when I was living up north. Um, and, yeah, just kind of got into it. I started doing it at home. Um, I actually did, have you heard of, you know, Sean T.? So, yes. He does like um, the, you know, the insanity yeah. program and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I started doing the insanity program at home, like on a DVD, you know, do like all your box jumps and stuff like that. Um, and really, really got into it. Um, did the whole program. It was like a 60 day program. And from that moment, the changes that I saw in 60 days from just sticking to a really healthy diet um, and just restricting kind of, you know, bad food and junk food, it just catapulted me to wanting to. Um, you know, just challenge myself, not just physically, but mentally as well. Like the mental appreciation I had for myself for sticking to something and having that dedication just spurred me on to just kind of go to the next level and next level. And over the years, it's developed into kind of competing. And um, yeah, and then now it's actually my my career, it's my job. So um, it's completely life-changing, kind Mm -hmm. of going through a bad experience. Um, Yeah. I'm curious how how how, how like how fucking crazy. It's long, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just curious because like how fucking crazy was that? Like the oh, I cuss a lot. Sorry about that. But like when uh, how crazy was that kind of like the the momentum? You know, like him cheating on you, and then you going and doing fitness and all these. Like, do you still keep in touch, or you're just like totally out of the loop? No, no, I don't keep in touch with him at all. Like, I, I hold nothing against the guy. Um, I, like, I wish him well, but no, we just we don't keep in contact at all. Um, I'm in contact with um, kind of family friends, um, and I speak to them. But no, as a, as a direct thing, no, we don't really we don't speak anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And have you found someone else, or is it like kind of like? No, I, d- I dated somebody else um, up until Christmas last year, um, and yeah, that that broke down. Um, so no, nothing. <laughs> I was with someone. I got engaged actually to my, my partner that I was with. He was a bodybuilder as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that's bad? Like, if if you're in the same kind of field, like you know, fitness, or you know, if you're <laughs> two computer scientists and two nerds, <laughs> like I, I feel like it doesn't work. I think there's two ends of the spectrum with that. It's for some people it it doesn't work, but yet it can it can be magical and it can be something because you've both shared the same passion, mm-hmm. it can be something that is fantastic. But I think to venture into something that, even whether you were dating somebody who was a bodybuilder or someone that that isn't, as long as that person appreciates what, what you do, because it is, you know, bodybuilding it is quite a selfish sport, you know, when you're kind of prepping for a competition you have to be a little bit selfish because your training has to come first. Like your meals are, you don't share meals. You can't go out and like, and most, most bodybuilders would completely agree. You don't share your food because you're measuring it out gram for gram. Mm. You can't afford to waste those calories sharing it with somebody else. So it, you don't have that kind of level of like a relationship intimacy where you would go out and dine out and you, you know, share a stuff. I don't share food myself, but some people do like share food and, um, share meals and stuff like that or share a dessert but yeah when you're kind of prepping for a show you kind of have to have that, that little bit of a selfish element so I think mm-hmm. regardless of whether you'd be dating somebody who's a bodybuilder or not as long as that person kind of is on the same wavelength or appreciates what you do and respects that then it should it should work <laughs> I didn't I got on great when we when I was in my relationship with somebody um it, it, yeah I thought it was fantastic we were both in, we both prepped for the same shows together um, and it, it worked really, really well. We trained together. Obviously, we cooked food. So obviously, you bulk cook your food, and it, it made our life really easy. I actually think I'd struggled dating somebody that that didn't follow not a bodybuilder's lifestyle, but like a healthy lifestyle. Because if I'm sat there eating like my healthy food, and someone sat eating a bacon sandwich next to me, or you know, a pizza, I think I'd, I'd struggle a little bit with that. <laughs> Though food doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just think the. Just a mindset and someone's lifestyle choice, it, I, I think I would clash a little bit with them. Yeah, yeah. So, imagine somebody, say I was probably with an ex-partner now, like if it was somebody who was into like a big rugby lifestyle and they went drinking every single weekend and I didn't drink alcohol at all, you just live completely separate lives, don't you? Yeah, 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 I see it, but like, I feel like the, the, the like, you know, be bodybuilder with bodybuilder, like same, like if you do the same kind of career path or whatever you want to call it like it yeah. i feel like it, it just like you butt heads a lot i've seen it work but that yeah. that is like one in a million I've seen it not work a lot but <laughs> i have seen some there's some people in the industry that have got amazing relationships and you see them and yeah you know it's, it, it does work but yeah i suppose you just have to find the right one for you don't you <laughs> yeah i think it's, it's total madness though because y- yeah y'all are both competing in a sport that is kind of brutal on the body so it's like yeah um and you have to be so not strict especially when you're in prep or camp or whatever you call it nowadays i don't know what, what it is yeah. but um whatever like it's just like such a stressful thing so i couldn't imagine being with someone that does the exact same thing as me i mean like it depends what you do but yeah. It it just doesn't seem. I don't seem think it'll work. I think pe- you should have someone who has a healthy lifestyle, um, yeah. not necessarily competes or anything like that or does any of that. Because I yeah. feel like 
you know, you you need time away from people. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. you're like, hey, I don't want to talk to you. Like, <laughs> I, I want to be in this hole. I want to do things on my own. Like, it's yeah. that the individuality that you kind of have. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do, I do agree with that. But yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's, it's whatever makes people make, makes people happy, I guess, isn't it? But uh-huh. I think I could do. Well, to be honest with you. It, it would just depend on the, the what do you like what are you looking for like is it like you want someone who's a bodybuilder is it like just you want someone with a healthy lifestyle like you um in my head i like i mean i like big muscly guys you know like uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I, my, my typical type would be someone who's like a monster like right? the big the bigger the guy the better um I and mean, that's just because you know i'm you know i've got thick legs i'm really curvy myself so for me I don't think I could date somebody. It's someone that's fit, fair enough, but they can't be smaller than me because I'd feel like defeminized if that was the case. You know, a guy's got to have bigger thighs than what I have, otherwise it's just not accept. I remember being at school. I was like fifteen or sixteen, and I had my first ever boyfriend, uh-huh. and his thighs were slimmer than mine. And, wow! And he's where you know when you have that thing where you have these boyfriend jeans. They weren't boyfriend jeans; they were like skin tight on me. Uh-huh. And I felt horrible that he had a smaller waist uh-huh. and he could fit into these boyfriend jeans that yeah. his girlfriend actually couldn't fit into. There were two <laughs> So that's my rule. I think that's traumatised me that I have to date somebody that's... But mm. I, you don't know who. Like, someone could walk into my life in two years' time that, that isn't into fitness at all and completely sweep me off my feet. And mm-hmm. it's completely the opposite of what I think, so... Mm. I keep an o- I'd like to keep an open mind, but uh-huh. I'd like to think someone like The Rock would walk into my life. Uh huh. Yeah. That, I'd be happy. I'd be happy. <laughs> that 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 man right there has. A, I don't know. But like, how how big how big are your thighs, and how big does this pers- theoretical person's thighs have to be? Well, I well I've just started my prep now, um, so I'm just at the early stages of dieting, and my thighs are twenty seven and a half feet. <laughs> I know. Okay. But I, I probably I, think I do hold a little bit of body what fat. Bit of fat. Yeah, yeah mm. I hold it on my bottom half. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think when I was kind of close to show condition, I think there was still twenty five. So this it's still quite big thighs. But that leaves there's plenty of room to move for. You know, like, there are plenty of people out there with big legs. So it's uh, does does height matter? Does height matter to you or no? Is it like no, no, it doesn't at all. Okay. Like I say, you don't know who who I'm going to meet. It could just be someone who's slim and doesn't work out at all. You just you don't know. It's, you don't know. it's so interesting. I don't know. I find I find this topic fascinating because I'm like, <laughs> well, do you want to have like this crazy muscled guy? Like, like I'm talking about like you know The Rock, Dwayne Johnson in your life, or do you want like a I don't know, like a Hugh Jackman or some something like you know where lean mean fighting machine like i don't know it's just to me it's it's like interesting like what y'all think and like does the relationships work with the same people that do bodybuilding or powerlifting or whatever you would do and when you competed together was that good was that like or was it a lot of butting heads (laughs) when we trained yeah (laughs) (laughs) because i mean we're both personal trainers so you both have your different styles of training so I'd have my way that I thought was right, and he'd have his way that he thought was right. Um, and you just, you know, you feel connection and muscles. Your mind's muscle connection is completely different for each person. So you do lock heads a little bit through training. But as a whole, no, it was, I thought it was fairly, you know, smooth sailing mm-hmm. for, for a prep and two people that were competing. So, 
Yeah, it was it was okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... don't know if I'd do it again, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think it's hard because we, when you were competing, like you know, we competed both at the same time, and when you're both competing, we both did the same show, um, and we both won our shows. Um, but you're always going to have one that kind of takes the limelight more than the other. So, it, I think it just depends if you're competing, where you you know when what what shows you're both doing. Are you both doing the same show? Are you doing different shows? Uh-huh. Um, I think oh, yeah, I've, got, I've got friends that compete and they both do you know in the contrary to that playing devil's advocate they both do the same shows and their, their relationships are fantastic with it so mm. it, it does it doesn't make sense to me because i'm like that's it just doesn't seem like you know it doesn't seem like it'll work like i mean like most of the time it doesn't i obviously because it's like yeah. you're doing the same thing and the same show like really then you couldn't find a different show to do like different dates <laughs> Like I, yeah. I, I just, I just feel like, I mean, I, I don't know. What is that like? Because you're with the person so much. Because um, I'm one of those people that my like, relationship no longer together. So I think that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, what was the, what did the, what bursted the bubble? Was it just like you couldn't handle him, or he's just like you're, you're, he thought you were crazy. Like what was the kind of thing? Uh, no, he actually had an affair. <sighs> Time, which is what broke. I know two boys both had affairs. Um, yeah, he, unfortunately, he was um, he was disloyal and unfaithful, so that broke that down. But had that not have happened, then yeah, I probably would have been with him for the rest of my life. Oh, that, um, you have so. some bad luck. No, that's so sad. This podcast is like we're we losing viewers over this now. <laughs> oh, probably not. We're probably getting more. I'm not going to look. Yeah. And the question is going to be crazy, but like it's so. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't. It's like I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like relationships like that. But besides that point, I think we'll, we'll get to that later. But like, uh, what is like? I mean, I want to talk a little bit more about like what's your nutritional philosophy? I mean, like, I come on here and I talk to hundreds of people, dietitians to doctors to you know your your your, your local uh, you know personal trainer. You know, they all have different kind of philosophies. Some tell yeah. me keto's the way. Some tell me the flexible dieting's the way. Some tell me this other thing. I honestly think, and I, you know, I preach this to my clients all the time. The best diet out there is the diet that you can stick to. Mm-hmm. You know, you see people bashing keto diets. People are, you know, bashing um, kind of intermittent fasting, high carb diets. You know, there's there's no. Everyone's individual. Everyone's a different human being. Everyone's body reacts differently. And I don't think there's one diet that fits everybody. It's you kind of got to trial and error and find what works for you. You know, I do have clients that can follow a really, really strict diet that is kind of bland food, um, kind of just food of the earth. But then I have I have clients that kind of have to do you more, you know, if it fits your macros kind of diet mm. where the they need to be able to have that leniency with calories where if they want to eat a Mars bar or they want to eat some bad food, it's not mentally going to affect them from doing that. So I think that, yeah, the best diet in my opinion is, is one that you can stick to. Um, I'm doing my position nutrition course at the moment in nutrition. And then I'm going to do, um, I do, I go on loads and loads of courses. I'm one of these people that I just, I love learning. Um, and I've done both ends of the spectrum. I spoke about this on my my Instagram stories the other day, and you know I've done one side of it that's really ca- uh, heavily calorie based and mm. more macro style fitting. So if it fits your macros, just eat what you like as long as you're under your calories. 
you'll lose weight. But then I've done the other side of it where it's all hormone related and you fix someone's hormones and fat loss becomes like an absolute dream with food and you stick to clean sources of food only. Um, and I've done both of those courses and I'm not joking, I came back from them and I sat down with the guys I worked with and I just was like, what the fuck? You know, I've just been told like contradicting information from both courses over, over the two, three weeks that I've done them completely shutting each other's research down. Uh-huh. And so I kind of came back from it and, you know, one of my colleagues sat down and said, well, you're in a great position because you've learned all different types of diets and you just kind of, you, you work out what's right for each client. And, you know, I've done your, the, have you heard of like your mindful eating approach that people have where, you know, you kind of eat what you like, but you're just mindful of your food. And as long as you're doing that and you're following your basic principles of nutrition, then that works. So I do have clients that have, the mindful approach and and that works for them i have some clients that you know that if it fits your macros and they they fit within a calorie a, you know calorie deficit if that's what they're in or you know and then i have obviously your hormonal issue where people uh you know you're splitting up your food into protein fats in the morning carbs in the evening and all of that and it, you know there's no one size fits all um mm. and i'm that person as well you know i've i've been really overweight um, and I've lost a load of weight. And for me, food is a trigger point for me. I'm an absolute foodie. I love eating. I, If I could, I probably would sit on my bed all day and just get paid f- for people to feed me all day. Because I do, I love food that much. I really do. Um, so I, I understand where people come from. Not everyone can follow you know, certain diets. You've got to make them amendable. Um, and it, like I say, a diet that, that someone can can follow. And if that means that they have to have, you know, a couple of biscuits every night for them to stick to a diet throughout mm. the whole day, then you work that into the food that they can have. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I, th- I think it's interesting that you said they had contradictory kind of things. Because um, I feel like, yeah. I don't know, like, even, well, I mean, well, I don't understand when I talk to RDs and, you know, registered dietitians is just their knowledge just kind of you know there's levels to this game i always say like anything like i'm like right here like i know macros i know all these other things but when you start talking about like isotopes and like the 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 specific things that react to what you need and like research and i mean i understand some research but like it gets complicated gets it gets down this rabbit hole and you're like diving down and you don't know what works and you know they say well um actually nothing actually we don't know anything i'm like what what do you mean you know nothing like like we're just barely learning and i always like looking at that i'm like um like you're supposed to know a lot more than i do but you know it's interesting Uh, but yeah yeah. and it's it's the individuality is like the craziest thing to me it's like so for a specific person it's a specific thing and um I don't know, like, nobody knows how to actually figure that out. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I, when you get to that level, that's, you know, I did this course with um, a guy called Phil Richards, mm-hmm. and he does a lot of um, functional medicine. Um, yeah, I, I remember sitting on that course, and my colleague's done it, and, and he does functional medicine. I remember sitting on this course, and he started talking about all these um you know, lipids and stuff like that. And I'm sat there thinking, oh my God, I'm so out of my depth here. I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, 
and that and I was in a room then that was full of doctors and, and registered dietitians and stuff. Um, and I, I did feel completely out of my depth, but it, it, I was writing down all these research papers. I've come mm-hmm. away from it and thinking, you know, I need to learn this. Like it, in, it really interests me that people, you know, there's so many um, more advanced ways, isn't there? And different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a minefield, isn't it? When you start opening it, it's a big can of worms. <laughs> a can of worms that never stops. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then you gotta know which kind of like which kind which which type of worm's good worm, which one's bad. Like it's like you're you're trying to figure like all these things out, and nobody actually yeah. knows. And like everyone has like good good information and bad information, and it's like a confusing. It's like a just a fog over your face. It's like you don't know what's going on, but you kind of do, and you're just guessing. And then the guessing game starts, and you just start experimenting um, on people. Yeah. I mean, and I think, um, especially now, like, over the past couple of years in the fitness industry, there's, a, there's so much contradicting information out there, and there's a, there's a lot of people that say things, and like we were saying at the start, you know, they, they debunk each other's um, research and they bash each other's ideas and what's right or wrong, but there isn't an actual right or wrong. Um, you know, it, it's you just it's finding what works for one person. And kind of going with that but obviously the more advanced you get um the more you have like a bit of an argument for it i guess haven't you mm, yeah. what, it, obviously the depending on the research papers that you read it's um yeah it's, it's a whole different uh, kind of worms to open mm-hmm. and the thing i have a problem with research papers you can find one that says one thing and you can find another that says another um and i'm like yeah. that's crazy so I try. I, I don't know what to look at. Like I'm, I'm, lo- I'm a lost puppy, um, searching for yeah, something. Exactly. And yeah. and I I look at these brilliant, of course, like one of my favorite guests I've ever had is Lacey Dunn, and she, I just don't know what she's talking about. I was also it's also like like seven or six a.m. when I was talking to her, so it's like to me I was like I was trying to figure out what was going on. Don't know what I was talking about. Don't know what she was <laughs> so talking about. But I listened to that podcast like three or four times and it was just like, oh, okay, I kind of understand. And then I, I started talking about Pinocchio for some reason. I have no un- no reason why I, I brought that up. <laughs> I just started talking about Pinocchio and like what this means and that means and life. And fl- I don't know. It's crazy when you just like start talking to people and it's it's like I feel like lo- a lot of times you don't. Off a tangent. Yeah, yeah. Talk about something completely irrelevant to what your topic is. Uh huh. And and like, of course, we started about dating and like dating bodybuilders. Like that's yeah. That was not you know, it's not planned. It's <laughs> that like wasn't in your question. I was just because I heard you said something. I was like, oh, that's interesting. What was that? What was that about? Yeah. So, um, to me, it was like yeah. you know. I, I suppose everybody has a story, don't they? Everyone has a story as to why they do what they do, and mm-hmm. it's. You know, I love I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. Um, probably the same as you. And I, I just like hearing how people have got into like health and fitness, or just in normal jobs, how people have ended up doing the jobs that they do. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy Human because are interesting, yes, because it's like, and now we have like this new form. Like, I don't need to be, I don't need to be like right over there, but we can FaceTime or do this and. Like it's this is crazy. I mean, we're probably I don't know how far away you are from me, but like we're we're many many of miles away. So you, I think you're across the pond, of course. But that, I, that's why yeah. I like your British accent. So the 
I don't know what it is about John. Do we? I always have this question for every British person. Do we sound different to you? Like, do we have like an accent to you? What it's different areas? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Really? I didn't. I, didn't I, I think. mean, I recently. I, yeah, in November, I went to LA. Uh-huh. I took a holiday for um, just under two weeks, and we obviously met so many different people from different places. Um, <laughs> And yeah, everyone sounds completely different. It's the same as in England, though. You talk to different people and they they do have, like, obviously that slight accent change is a little bit different everywhere. Yeah, I I can pick it up. Although when I was on holiday, everybody thought I was from South Africa. Nobody thought I was from England. See, I I think England... Never yeah. had that before. South Africa is not, uh, it's, it's not a bad guess, but like I would have thought Australia, maybe. I don't know. You all sound the yeah. same. Uh, the only people that I know from England that sound really different are those, 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 uh, I don't know what to call them, freaks from Liverpool. They have like that specific way of talking or proper English. Yeah. I've seen like, you know, oh, tea and whatever y'all biscuits y'all have. I don't know what, what, what exactly, but. <laughs> Yeah, that that's just my kind of I don't know misconceptions I guess I don't know but like it's so interesting to me. But very proper English. Uh, yeah, very proper. I, I'm always fascinated by that. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, well, you're probably from England. Have you, Have you been to England? Oh no, I've, I'm not. I'm not interested. I don't know. Just not interested in going there. I don't know why. <laughs> There's not, great, there's not much to really. <laughs> it's beautiful, but it's... it's I bet it is. I bet, I bet that's a good reason to go. But I just don't have any... Yeah, the, the countryside. Yeah, the countryside in England are beautiful. Really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it just depends what your interests are, really, doesn't it? We don't have the, the most amazing beaches, really, in the UK. So in comparison to what the States have, has to offer, it's... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just looks like a little cloud, really, compared to... America. Are y'all much nicer than us? Because, I mean, we're pretty crazy over no, here. No, I don't think that at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, and I'm very... I, I try and be optimistic and see the positive in, in people. But having been to America, like I said, Americans are just so positive and so friendly. And, yeah, I, I just loved being around that type of person where... I think it's just the British culture. There is a very, um, you know, like, for instance, you, you could you know, buy a new dress. Like I could buy a new dress and or someone could buy a new dress. In England, someone would say, oh, I really like your dress. And someone would then just be like, oh, yeah, I got it in the sale. For some reason, you have this, like, someone will give you a compliment, but then you, it's a British thing to kind of shoot it down with, like, a bit of a negative. Where in America, you'd say, oh, I really like your dress. And someone's like, yeah, I know, right, it's beautiful. It's just like... I don't know it's just so different i can't i can't pinpoint exactly but there is like this optimism in um in america that you bounce off the vibe there mm-hmm. i think it's the weather i think it's the vitamin d <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's cold over there I, I, like that's another reason like y'all just have the worst weather ever it's uh. so crap excuse me it's so crappy it's today it was raining and then it's been really windy and then it was sunny for a bit and then it's pissed it down again it's just i don't even know what it is it's a nothingness mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm not, not interested in england i mean i would go there <laughs> there's some places in america are like that aren't they i mean yeah but like ours is i don't know ours is just crazier because it's like a boiling pot like you don't know what you're gonna get 
you don't know what you're going to get. Like certain places like California, you talk about California, that that place, you know, L.A., anywhere right there, um, you know, San Francisco, it's all beautiful. It's all like not beautiful, but like the weather is beautiful. You don't have any bad days, you know, it never gets below whatever Celsius y'all use. We use Fahrenheit over here. Like, like you know, you use kilometers, we use we use miles. Um, y'all drive all the the wrong side of the damn road um that's also another <laughs> thing that i have a problem with like like if i, I went there my brain would <laughs> did you struggle over here i know i struggled coming back home because mm-hmm. i've been there and we obviously we got like taxes everywhere we went and we were on one side of the road when i came back to the uk i, I swear to god i thought i was going to go around the roundabout on the wrong side of the road or something like i had to be really cautious when i was driving to not just automatically go in the right-hand lane <laughs> everywhere yeah. I went um, until I kind of adapted. I really struggled with jet lag when I came back home, so it did mess me up a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. America's it makes you, When you go to America, you come back to the UK, and I thought, like, even the way the roads work, like, everything, you just have these kind of little, like, junctions mm-hmm. where we have roundabouts here in the UK most of the time, and it, roundabouts make no sense when you go to America because... Your way of like just crossing a road, like whoever gets to it first gets priority. It makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just makes more sense. I feel like y'all you just, just complicate things here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we lost our bollocks, but like I don't know what what it is. I don't know. It's crazy because <laughs> I don't know. I like. I think. I think you're just on the wrong side of the road. Your brain doesn't function that way. Um, you can get used to it, but I don't think I, I don't know. I read an article yeah. that says you're supposed to be doing it just like America does, and the right side instead of whatever left or whatever, however you do it, vice versa. Um, but like, it's so interesting to me that like you have this. I don't know the culture difference, and I mean it's beautiful. I, I bet it is in the country, but like there's beautiful places over here in the country as well. A um, little different oh, yeah, and d- different different environments everywhere. Like you go to Colorado. Yeah. I mean, I'm in Texas, so you know, um, it's all about horses, guns, and um, drinking. Um, I don't know what what else yeah. to say, but like it's a it's all those things. <laughs> and also, I just I don't know. I I like America. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Like I always tell people in England, like you better come down here. It's, cause, nice, cause, it's nice when you're patriotic there, I think. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love England. When when we were in the States, so many people were like, you know, LA is a beautiful place, isn't it? We stayed just close to Venice Beach, and everyone was like, oh, you want to live here, right? And I was like, I really like England, actually. Really? Why, why is that? Coming to America. I think this is going to sound so sad, but I really, really love my job. Mm-hmm. I love my job, and I just like where I work. I like my friends and my family that I have, and I just I live in a like it's classed as a city, but it's not actually a city. It's like the size of a small town, um, and I just love Link. I just love Lincoln. I love where I live. I just I, I can't imagine. I, I lived away for six years. Um, I lived up north in Leeds, um, and I, I just when I moved home, I felt like I'd been here. I'd never left. I just loved it. Is it as I was, much as I was on holiday? I never had, I didn't I never had the holiday blues. Like I loved LA and a hundred percent I'll go back there. But I, I was quite happy to come back to England and come back to my job and come back to the Is it is it is it the home the home <laughs> aspect? I don't know what some people are so some of us are like home people, like if we've been somewhere for a while, we like staying there. 
um and like it makes us like what you're moving yeah. you're moving halfway across the world like it's like it's like a like a, a light bulb moment in everyone's mind and it's like um this is crazy like we're living like and and like learning the laws of our land i bet it's difficult i mean um of course we have yeah. guns unlike y'all then like there's a lot of things to get used to i think and um i think that's like an aspect but yeah, i think like even just in the roads you can't uh, cross the road like it's, it's against, isn't it against the law in america just cross the road that's called jaywalking, jaywalking yeah it's called? called jaywalking but ah uh, it's not a for like there's certain things that they say <laughs> They say that are not enforced, and I've never seen anyone get arrested for jaywalking, yeah. unless it was like they were doing something else, um, like being really annoying or like just walking around. It depends on the place too, because we are, yeah, our states are. I mean, I don't know what y'all have over there, like regions or whatever you call them. Um, but um, over here we have states, and like every state has its different rules and different laws and all these other things, and like you can't do this here, you can't do yeah. that here. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's complete, it's complete madness. Like it's complete bloody madness. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I think, I think England's wonderful. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you ever like in the future decide to become, um, I don't know, move over here? I wouldn't imagine so, mm-hmm. but I you don't know. I don't know where my career would take me. I wouldn't imagine so. I think I'd miss the UK dearly, but I, d- I wouldn't imagine so, no. What, what is it so. you would miss? What, is it like the atmosphere or what is it? I always wonder. My family. Oh, your family? I think. Bring them here. Yeah. America is the place to go. That's what I tell everyone. And they're like, whoa, I'm going tomorrow. I'm like, well, you can't because it takes like 20 months to get a visa. So no luck there. It is really hard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not hard for people in the UK. Yeah. It's very, it takes time consuming or whatever. And you got to take a test and you're smarter than us by the end of the time you take the test because we know nothing. I don't even know. Most people don't know the rights. Does it depend on what your like what your purpose is for being there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you like, can... What what would you offer America? Like what for a job, for example, like a career? Mm-hmm. You would have. You know, more... like in Australia, like in Australia, they've got like a list of things that they want. So, um, before I was a personal trainer, I was a, a master color expert. So I, I was a colorist in a big hair salon. Um, and in, in Australia, that was it's like in the top five jobs that they need. So if I wanted to emigrate to Australia. You know, be able to go over there really easily. Is it like that in America or not? It's kind. Of, it's kind of. It's, I think we the the way the process, at least from uh, three people that I've brought to America or two people, I think, um, it's it's kind of like you know, as long as you have a position or a, a, a something that 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 brings the economy up here, or whatever, um, they don't care what job you do. Yeah. Um, they don't. It's really like. Yeah. If you're employed, you're going to get a work visa. How long it takes? Probably six to nine months, whatever the timetable is now. Um, and, yeah. you know, you got to do this, got to do that, got to take a test, you know, learn the rights and Bill of Rights and, like, all of our American laws. And, like, it's just, like, that stuff and learning the presidents and stupid – like, it's, like, not stupid stuff, but, like, it's just kind of basic and 
I think it's it's not common knowledge because a lot of people don't know those things. Y'all, y'all actually know more if you come to America and to take that test. You know a lot more than most the average American about America. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. I don't think you even have to do that for the UK. I don't think you have to do anything like that, do you? No. No, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. as easy as it is. Oh, yeah. I think the UK is interesting. Uh, uh, and then you'll have. Yeah. I don't like. I don't understand the UK. I'm like, you have a prime minister. What does that guy do? Like, or a girl, or whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> it's female that you got. And you got. You got the queen. I don't understand the queen. I like is she like what she do. You know, not not trying to be offensive here, but like like what is the queen? What is she, well, she's meant to have like she's meant to be the like the overall ruler, but I don't even think now she has as much power as what other people do mm-hmm. anymore. So they just they do. I mean, I I love the monarchy, but it does cost the taxpayer a hell of a lot of money to have the monarchy and. Yeah, they do bring a lot of money. Um, a, lot of, a lot of tourism comes to the UK because of them. Yeah, and then I hear about Brexit. I'm like, what is this? Like, I don't understand what's, what's going on. I'm like, what is Brexit? Does that mean Years like ago, you're breaking when, up? Back in, um, back in, you know, I don't want to say ancient times, but <laughs> we have like the old monarchy where Henry VIII was around. You know, he went around like chopping people's heads off. He got his head chopped yeah, he off, like right? A, yeah, he was like an absolute G. He had like Gangster six wives, yeah. and he just did what the fuck he wanted. Yeah, like where the, the monarchy, obviously that's not really allowed anymore, but the monarchy mm-hmm. now, that it's not what it used to be. Like if I was queen, yes. I'd like, I'd rule. I'd rule. You'd make sure you rule. you make sure people know you're the boss. Uh-huh. And that's not really the case anymore <laughs> with, well, with the monarchy. Well, y'all don't like us anymore because we have Donald Trump and y'all won't let us oh, in. Yeah. That was crazy. I was like, what? But yeah, That's, yeah, it's insane. I don't know. It's but, a very um, I, it's, a, it's a touchy subject in America, I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? Ah, uh, not really. I mean, everyone kind of. I mean, it's been a year. Uh, people got to get used to Is it. Is it that long already? No, it's like twelve months, maybe eight, eleven months, something like that. It's close. Got three more years. That's flown by. That mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I follow him on Twitter just for everyone to know. It's kind of fun just hearing what he says. He said he like I don't know was it yesterday or something. He just said, uh, like I don't know. I think it was North Korea or something. He said, uh, Rocket Man or something. He calls him Rocket Man. He said, Rocket Man, I got a bigger button than you. And I was like, what? Like I have a bigger nuclear button than you, and mine actually works. Something like that. Something ridiculous. And I I couldn't stop laughing because I don't know. It's not. I know it's serious. But it's also comedic to me for some reason. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. I think. I think it's interesting to himself, though, doesn't it? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to think of the man. The man is crazy. Not crazy, but he's just like all out there. I don't know what what's going on with him. But he just says what the fuck he wants, and he doesn't care mm-hmm. of the repercussions from it. Uh-huh. And <laughs> every time someone denies him, he's just like, ah, I, I wasn't going to go anyways. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? I thought you were going to the UK. He said, no, I didn't want to go anyways. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think you're the queen. And I don't know. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't wrap in my head. Like, you still have a queen. Why do you have a queen? Why don't you have just like whatever your prime minister or your president or whatever other thing, council of 12 or something? 
So interesting. I don't know. It's, it's just something I think that's been in, you know, British rulings for many, many, many years and it's tradition. So it's just, I couldn't yeah. imagine England and the United Kingdom being the United Kingdom without it. It's just part of what it is, I guess. And everyone celebrates like them over there. Like it's like their royalty or whatever, like celebrity yeah. level. Yeah. Like but you bad you can't speak to the queen unless you're spoken to. What? Is she like the emperor or something? Like I don't understand. <laughs> it's like that, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like so the traditions are so old. So when I know people that have met the queen um before and they've been to like the queen has like a garden party each year. So if you've done good causes or you've done certain things, then you can get an invitation to this big garden party. And people all line up. If the queen goes anywhere, like certain people obviously are allowed to meet her. And you, you, you queue up. You have to stand a certain way. You're not allowed to look the queen directly unless she looks at you. Uh-huh. Apparently this is. And you can't speak to her until she speaks to you. If she doesn't speak to you, then you don't say anything. So what? she can't pass you and like look you in the eye and then you go, hello. So you can't say hello to her. Uh-huh. Apparently. What? This is crazy. That's not, I don't know. I, like, I can't, like, what I get, like, is it, like, against, I don't know, what like, are you, you in trouble? Is it, like, royal punishment if you don't? Like, if I just <laughs> say, hey, what up, Elizabeth, or, you know, whatever we say, we, over there, what do you ever <laughs> What's say? What's up, Lizzie? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think, I think you'd probably get arrested. I'm not joking. I, I don't think it's, it's okay. Wow. I see, 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 this is the, I, I see, this is the one thing I don't like about other countries is, like, we can do a lot. We get away with a lot. I mean, like, we can do anything, pretty much. I mean, yeah. if I wanted to go outside and shoot a gun in the air, I could do it. And it's legal. Mm, yeah, so it's, it's well, crazy yeah. to me. And, of course, that you don't have guns just blows my mind. I'm like, like, yeah. what if someone, like, like I don't know, someone imports a bunch of machine guns and goes on a rampage? Like, I'm always like, well, this is crazy. But I, it's all different everywhere. And I think it's because you have such a smaller community. Like, how many people are in England? Like, a, mil- a few million? Well, I don't know. More than that, I think. I don't what? actually know how many people. That's really bad that I don't even know how many people are in England. Mm, it's crazy. But I bet it's really smaller than us. Us is like three, four. Yeah, yeah, of course. 400 million Well, I calculated... When I was in LA, that's a six million city, six million people city. I think. About LA. Yeah, so when I came to LA, we really wanted to go to San Francisco, and we really wanted to go to Vegas, and we were talking about, I think it must have been San Francisco, and we were saying, like, how far is it to get to San Francisco from where we were? They were like, oh, it's like a six-hour drive away. <laughs> so we were like, all right, okay, and we were like, six hours in a car to get from, like, one side of California to the other, and they were like, yeah, and we were like, oh my God, you don't realise how big California is, like, you could drive from the top of scotland which is the top of england uh-huh. right down to like devon which is the bottom of england yeah. and you could probably do that in seven hours six hours if you were pushing it and probably getting a little bit above the speed limit but you could do that in like a six hour straight run if you had no toilet breaks mm. and i'm like so california is bigger than the whole of fucking england is this for real and you just don't realize how big the place is so uh-huh. that's just one state isn't it yeah, yeah, and it's a, uh, it's no, no, it's uh, at it's Texas, 
That was where I lived. Uh, the wonderful, the Lone Star State, we call it. So, um, yeah. I guess, uh, say from one place, like we'll say Houston, where I'm for, where I'm at, to like the farthest city from us. How far do you think in hours do you think it is uh, a drive? I have no idea. It's probably long, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Take a guess, take a guess. Oh. Eight? Ten? Eight? No, about 18 or something like that. 17, something like that. Something close to that. I mean, if you're speeding, you know. In America, yeah. we have we have like really highways, highways. Um, I don't know if you have those, but like it's like you can go like 70 or 90, which would be, I don't know what it would be in kilometers. <laughs> See, this is a problem with us. I'm like, huh? I don't know the exact problem. Oh, I think, I it's a little bit more, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So we go miles, it's probably, I don't know, maybe 100, 110-ish. I'm yeah. completely guessing that. I have no idea, really. Yeah. I'm guessing that. It'd be pretty fast. <laughs> uh, I, and then you look at, like, Russia or something like that. They have, like, no speed limits. You just go as fast as possible. Um, I don't know. It's crazy. I think we have a good system. It's just a lot of stuff, you know, and everything's far away. Like, you can't, you can't walk anywhere pretty much unless you're in maybe new york not. um no. maybe la a little bit but that's like certain places and you won't get very far it's not yeah i don't know I, I just think not not many people walk around around here because it's like uh, you got to be in a certain environment um unless you have trails or something in the back um it's just yeah. not it's not feasible uh but yeah, yeah I don't when know. i was in when I was in LA, I just hide, we had a bike, so we just cycled everywhere, mm-hmm. and that like that helps. I yeah. don't think we would have walked anywhere. So it was either taxis or we just cycled here and there. And we did like miles and miles every day because <laughs> you don't you just don't realize how you just without a bike. I don't think we'd have survived. I think my legs. I'd have I'd have amputated my legs at some point over that holiday. Like there's no way I could have walked as much of that. Where in England, I do it all the time. I walk to the supermarket and back with all my shopping sometimes. For real, and you so, can do that. Yeah. I wish we could do that here. It's just not. It's not everything's too spread out, you know. Yeah, the people... roads are just huge, though, aren't they? The roads are so big. Mm, yeah, but like, we just have two lanes, but like one lane one way, one way lane the other way, just down basic streets where your basic streets are still like two or three lanes wide. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think it's interesting. I don't know. I feel like like your system's a little, but I don't know things like I wish like things from your thing. Things from England could come to the U.S., but like it's like, like the, I don't know what it is. Like it's, it's not going to work, or you know, I mean, New York's probably the only kind of, and that's even like that's just industrial, industrial. Like it's just popping up in there. Nobody cares about what's going on. It's all about the money. It's all about like like moving, going faster. You know, make you know, being a superstar or something like that. It's crazy. So and you're just like stacked on each other and stacked on each other. You know. <laughs> You know, you're paying for uh, a, a a decent room in uh, New York would be about I think I don't know what you use pounds maybe two thousand pounds for like a bedroom not even a bedroom it's what? like a closet um, so and then you got to pay for food electricity all the other things but you know yeah. r- rent is so high there like nobody wants to and you're living on top of each other so yeah. two three thousand dollars it's a bit like that in the same Mm-hmm. In London, it's a, it's very similar like that. You know, you live in these tiny, shitty little bed bedsets, and you're paying through the roof for them. Where you go out to the countryside, and you get, you know, ten times the size of that for half the price. 
yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. But like, it's, I don't know. I think England's amazing. I don't know what. My, my fascination. I don't know how we got on England talk, but um, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> um, I, I will probably have to do another podcast because I thought this was going to be fitness, but this ended up being <laughs> me talking about England. Um, yeah. But yeah, chatting. Um, like you say, toilet a lot. Like we don't use that down here. Um, yeah, we say restroom. So it was. It's interesting to hear like your vocabulary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know, my only experience is like the Harry Potter movies. So, it's like, <laughs> like I'm saying bloody and bollocks, and I just learned what bollocks is because I didn't know anything about that. I was like, I was like, what, yeah. What? I watched your um, your podcast you had with uh, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tickner yeah. and Carly Thornton, uh-huh. and they, yeah, they were both, they were giving it the bollocks as well. Yeah, the box. Yeah, I, I've never like they just taught me that word, or, or well, at least Lauren taught me that at first, and I was like, "What does this mean?" You know, I was so curious, um, and I'm like, "It's it's just crazy." I don't know. Yeah, England is. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm. I like your country. I, I think it's so interesting. Uh, uh, maybe it's just the way you talk. I mean, I mean I, like you know, if you're from England, we just time. We just make words walk up and then it just attach it to something and then that's what that is now. Mm-hmm. But it sounds beautiful to my ears. Like you sound like you're singing uh, a symphony or something like that. Yeah, but like say it right now and now it, it just like it sounds like uh, like you're singing with a trumpet or something like crazy like that. Like <laughs> it sounds like Mozart is playing in the back. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's crazy to me because I'm like, did you really say that word? That word just sounds magical to me, especially when you I'm say it. when I say it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't. When you swear in the UK, it's like frowned upon quite a lot. Really? Oh. Like you got, like, yeah, like swearing in the UK. It's a lot of people that it's just oh, you don't swear. Swearing's really bad. Oh yeah, no. Swear. No, America's. I always do. I'm swearing like I use it for like humor. Where I'm like, oh fuck, that's so good. But then I'm like, oh fuck, I shouldn't say fuck. And someone's mortified that I've, I've sworn. Like, to them, it's like, you've cursed and you should never say words like that. Oh, okay, okay. We're getting a, a cursing talk. This, this is good for anyone listening, because I, I, I have this totally different philosophy on, like, cursing. I think I think, <laughs> I think there's good times to curse, bad times to curse. I mean, of course, yeah. I don't curse around kids, like, you know, three, four, five-year-olds. Yeah. But if he's, like, 12, like, he knows what I'm saying. So I'm okay yeah. with that. But, like... Deal with it. Yeah, he deal with it, and he probably says crazier stuff than I do. So yeah, I you know when you're around kids, I guess that's that's really the only point. Um, anytime you can say anything else, but like it has to be it has to flow right. Like you can't just say fuck because sometimes it's like oh fuck, like that. Just sometimes you're using it as a like a replacement word, like um, like um um fuck 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 fuck. You know, I do sometimes. Mm, so you want to use it. Some people use it very intellectually. Um, I'm not one of those yeah. people. Some some people use it like like they have the right situation, like holy, like holy fuck, and they say it, and the, it's like at the right moment, at the right time, and you don't hear them curse yeah. a lot, but they say it at the right time. But then there's also it's even funny when, when people don't curse. It's funny when they do curse because it's so like it's mm-hmm. random. You don't mm-hmm. think they do it, and then when they do swear, it's like oh it's yeah, sound, it's sound. yeah, and then, and then yeah, so it's like that, and it also depends on the culture, like. If you're around like neighborhoods I've been in, and it was just like, yeah. like, like you would talk to someone, like you would say, you would say words that that I wouldn't say now because it's like, um, 
and you know people would consider them racial now if i said that but like yeah. it's just a communication like hey homie what what the fuck are you doing blah 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 it's like it's a language it's a different like like yeah, language yeah. and people don't understand like you got to say it like this and move like this and people would you know if you're I don't know what to call them, but like we would, you know, when I was a kid, you know, was, they would call people like, "Oh, he's a white boy. He don't know how to talk." Like it's just not—it's not being racist, but it's just like like no, this culture it's thing. This is not. And like you yeah. would, you know, we would say "bitch" and you know all these other things that you're not supposed to say, and it was just like a communication. And you're not really saying that. I mean, it depends on the tone too. Like, um, yeah, if you say, "Oh." Uh, he's a bitch or whatever um I'm, it's just like oh he oh, it's kind of like snarky kind of bad I mean, but like yeah, yeah. he's a bitch like he's not he's, he's messed up or something like that like there's different yeah. tones to it so i think like yeah. fuck like what the fuck who the fuck is that you know stuff like that is like when do you yeah. use it and how you say it kind of changes the tone so i like people who cuss yeah. because it, it also brings out genuality like yeah, it's, it's character, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of people like don't say what they want to say. Like I, I, I do censor myself. I'm not gonna lie, but like I censor yeah. myself based on the the premise of like I don't know if a kid's listening to me. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I look at these analytics or something, and you know, a 13 year old from Zimbabwe or a five year old from the UK or something <laughs> is listening to me. So it's kind of hard this for me. Fucking bollocks every second word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like hard for me to say when to say bollocks, and you know, I I feel like <laughs> it's crazy. So it's like, and then there's is people. Is it becoming part of your vocabulary now, bollocks? Yeah, bo- bollocks is part of my vocabulary. <laughs> uh, I say I, I say it all the time now, and people get kind of like, "What are you talking about?" Like, hey, bollocks. I say bloody too. I don't know what else to use because. I'm trying to learn your language and try like it's trying it's like me trying to learn how to jive or dance or something. I'm like trying to figure out how how do you in, incorporate these words into my daily life. <laughs> and, and it's kind of it's kind of sad, but it's kind of cool at the same time because I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's I don't know. Do you do what? What is your opinion on cussing? Do you just like do you cuss a lot? Do you not? Yeah, I don't mean to, but like I, said, I do it in humor a lot. I don't, I'm not really an angry or an aggressive person, so I don't ever say it in like a, that tone. It's always in like a humorous tone. But then I, say, I do say it too much sometimes. I forget that I'm saying it. That like I'll just trip over something. I'll be like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And I'll forget that I'm just saying it. It just comes out. And I don't know who's – I could have children around me, and I'd be like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I, I do have to – I need to think more because I do cuss in humor too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of people have like different ways of doing it. Like, um, um, was it fuck instead of saying fuck, use freaking oh freaking hell or oh freaking whatever you say. Oh, oh freaking like it's like changing the word to something else. Like, change the word to onion or something. Like, just get that registered in your mind. Like, use- I say, oh, I onion. Say it's on Facebook. Today. It's my birthday this weekend, so mm. I'm 30 on Sunday. And so I was like, this morning, I was like, oh, my God, I'm 30 in a few days. And I was like, this is bullshit. And uh. my, like, one of my friends messaged me. She was like, you don't have to say bullshit. You could just say, like, this is bad. Like, uh. I said it quite you just go, this is bad, or this, this is making me unhappy. Now I'm just like, oh, this is bullshit. I just say it, like. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you need, you need like, those words give power. Like, 
instead of saying bullshit, yeah, you need to find like an articulate term. It's hard. Not gonna lie. I, 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 like, oh, that's fucking terrible. Like some people say like that terrible or something instead of saying or using one cuss word over another. Like it, it really changes. Like if you use fuck too much, use something. Use a different cuss word. You know, bollocks is my go-to now. If, if you imagine me writing that status and being like, I'm turning 30 this weekend, this is terrible. Just doesn't have the same humour as, this is bullshit. This mm. just doesn't have the same oh, ring uh, to it, doesn't it, it? It, it? it doesn't, but like, I think terrible is much better than bad. This is bad. Like, well, what does bad mean? Yeah. Like, like this is, yeah. this is, or this is freaking terrible. Like some people do it like that. I don't know. I f- it's 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 insane. Like learning how to cuss and not cuss in the right moments, and you know when 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 is it good to cuss and like, when is bad? Used to get taught when like you know parents used to mm-hmm. like when my mum used to accidentally swear instead of saying like shit they'd be like oh sugar and they teach mm-hmm. you when you're younger instead of saying shit you say like sugar replace it with like teach yourself to replace words. That's what I need to do. I need uh-huh. to replace words with. With yeah. food, that's what I need to replace words with. Or I like I like <laughs> like I like shucks because it sounds like fuck, but it has shucks. You know, it doesn't doesn't mean as much. Yeah. So oh shucks, man! Like that's a good one. Uh, a good one. Um, <laughs> a lot of people use different yeah. ones. Um, it's like trying to trying to catch yourself because you get I don't know you get into habits of like saying the f word or the b word or you know like. Or- in England, I don't know y'all. You always use the c word, which over here, man, you you say the c word, uh, one person, man, you you are in trouble. Like that that, that is a war yeah. word. Like there's th- two words you don't it's say. Like two or three words. You don't say the n word. You don't say the c word. Like those are the two that you can't really say. So like it doesn't matter how you say them now. I mean, it's 20, 2018. Oh, I hope you're having a happy new year. Now. So it's like, you're not PC anymore. Yeah. You can't say these words. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say it. Like, I remember when I was a kid, it was okay to say these words in certain situations, in certain ways. Now you don't say that. Um, yeah. But then I also like people who are very proper. Like if someone calls me, you know, Mr. Whatever, I'm like, Ooh, that, that sounds so nice. <laughs> or like sir like you know something like that it's just yeah. like it's very proper but like authority yeah yeah oh 